ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Why are we so fascinated by abandoned buildings and spaces? As kids, you might have snuck through the ruins of a tumble-down house or peered through the fences of a disused utility of some kind. And there are whole sections of the internet devoted to these dusty, cobwebby, overgrown places. Because a lot of people have experienced this phenomenon known as ruin lust. To find out more, I spoke with photographer Brett Patman, the founder of The Lost Collective, and architectural researcher Paul Dabraschik, lecturer at the Bartlett School of Architecture and author of The Dead City, Urban Ruins and the Spectacle of Decay. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Brett, tell us first a little bit about Lost Collective. What is this project and why did you start it? Um, so Lost Collective was kind of uh, born out of uh, a hobby just photography when I started out around 2011. Uh, I was living in Melbourne at the time and I guess I was just like wanting to take interesting photos and I I was just doing like the city skylines and uh, laneways and all these other things that have been done a million times and I, I, I was working as a fitter and turner, a tradesman at the time and I would often visit all these uh, really heavy industrial sites and I, I thought they were really fascinating to look at and part of them, um, some of these industries had been around so long and the sites themselves had these large redundant areas quite often and I would come home and try and explain it to my friends and family and just kind of draw blanks. So there was one in particular I used to always drive past on my way home uh, from work and I thought, I might try my chances getting in there one weekend, and I did. And, yeah, it just kind of caught on from there and just kept going, really. So you, you said, you know, it was fascinating and interesting and, and there's this kind of allure of, of the abandoned space that no one else has got into. What does it feel yeah. like when you're in there? What's it like to go to these places? Um, it's it's a bit of a mix of feelings, really. Like it's it's, I guess, that there's often a bit of an adrenaline rush because, I mean, you're not meant to be there a lot of the times, but uh, also just, I guess, wonder of what, how it came to be the way they are and, like, wh- why they got left. Um, maybe kind of, uh, I, I, I guess, like, wondering how life was in these places or work or whatever sort of purpose they served. And you write on the Lost Collective uh, website that it's about reconnecting to the past as well. Is that something that interests you in putting this project together, trying to get people to think more about how life used to be? Yeah, definitely. And and also, I guess, people who actually did have a connection to these places, they often get in contact, whether it's through email or on the, the social media posts themselves. And um, you know, it's these first-hand accounts of their experiences in these places. Like they may, may have used to work there or a family member worked there and, um, you know, they've got like a really direct involvement and they share their stories about what it meant and like how it felt when it shut down. Um, yeah, all, all sorts of things like that. And I, I think that's like quite a valuable aspect of the project. Brett Patman is a photographer and the founder of Lost Collective. You can check out some of his photos online. Paul Dabraschik, from your work as an academic on, you know, this fascination with ruins, what what does psychology say about the kinds of feelings that they evoke in people? Well, I think um, it kind of depends on the person. So I think there's there's a certain sense in which 
For most people, I would say abandoned buildings are frightening places. People are afraid of them because uh, they, they see danger in them. They see possible kind of criminal element as well. They also see, you know, um, a, a sign of things failing, right? So people look at an abandoned building, they tend to think that's a sign that something's gone wrong, you know, particularly if it's in your neighbourhood. But I think there's another class of people that just find them interesting because they're places that are kind of off limits. And it's that being off limits, which is kind of exciting. So one of the things that you always feel exploring these places is, is excitement, right? And a bit of fear, a bit of anxiety as well, uh, particularly at the beginning when you're trying to get into a place. And I certainly think that's kind of enticing for some certain kind of person as well. well I also think, yeah, sorry. No, no, go on, go on. I mean, I also think that there are also places that are really unsanitized as well. So most of the spaces in cities now, particularly in um, in, in the West, tend to be, you know, they're, they're cleaned up before we can experience them. So there's some, certainly something kind of a bit boring about that, that we, we, we find, you know, some people, we're, we're attracted to ruins because they provide something a bit more exciting. Well, and you talked about, you know, some of the negative feelings that can go with going into these places. People find them weird and eerie and uncanny and unsettling. But could they also be a place of possibility? You know, the, this, the mighty structures of our current society brought a bit low. I mean, they remind us of our mortality, but also of other possibilities. Yeah, they do. And I think that's, it's always a bit, um, you know, you always feel a bit melancholy, I would say, a bit sad in these places as well. But in a way, that's, it feels quite a positive thing in certain respects that you can sense something ending, that things don't last forever, the buildings we take for granted that will kind of last for a long time, certainly outlive us, um, often don't. But often we don't see that. We don't actually see that and experience that. So there's something very, um, I mean, I would call it like, it's truthful, right? It's truthful that things end. We just, most of the time, would rather not think about it. But I think it can be really positive and quite, quite sort of healing experience, thinking about the ends of things. Brett Patman, what's your view on that? You've explored a lot of uh, lost, abandoned, disused places. Do they feel like they're rich with possibilities or are they just a place to reflect on how things used to be? Um, yeah, it's both, right? So they obviously have a past history, which I think is always worth acknowledging. But um, particularly some of the the quite older buildings that are really rich in heritage and still, you know, have, I guess, really good bones. Um, there's a lot of potential there for, for reuse because, like, I love abandoned buildings and I love exploring abandoned buildings. But the thing, they're, they're not really useful when they're in that dilapidated state they're 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 only really good for people like me who who enjoy going in and like the the thrill of it like paul said and you know taking photos but you know we've got some good examples um in sydney and all over the world really like we've got carriage works um i think that's like a really good sympathetic uh reuse of an existing heritage site and um like cockatoo island that's kind of more of a in uh, it's in progress what's happening there but i think that's a really good outcome because i think we we live in a, an age where it seems that heritage protections count for very little and when we're able to readapt them that they they become useful for the public again i think that's probably the best outcome that we could hope for 
I'm really keen to hear if you are listening to this chat with Brett Patman, who's a photographer and founder of Lost Collective, and Paul Debraschik, who's a lecturer at the Bartlett School of Architecture in the UK, and you're thinking, I used to explore abandoned places. I have a favourite weird spot, structure or stadium or place and uh, overgrown space in my hometown. Tell us about it. A lot of people writing online are saying, well, I don't know if this is some kind of new academic thing. Isn't this just childhood? We just used to wander around and look at old things. Paul Dabraschik, you write in your book that interest in ruins has heightened in recent times. What's going on there? You know, it's to do with this sort of subculture of urban exploration, which really took off in the 1990s and started to become a thing that was more self-conscious. So I think your point about, yeah, we all did it as children is really true. <laughs> you know, it's something, it's almost like a rite of passage, right, going into an abandoned building. But we don't sort of then carry on doing it in adulthood, I think. So what's changed, I think, is that you have a group of, I mean, are mostly younger, younger men, actually, have do do these things as kind of recreational activities and often um they'll post photographs online and they'll give histories of the, the buildings they've explored as well um but it only really emerged i think as a more organized activity in the 1990s and actually probably more recently than that probably in the last 20 years or so and a really key figure is, is actually someone i know called um bradley garrett who uh, wrote a book called Explore Everything in 2013. And it got a lot of attention because he was actually arrested um, by the British Transport Police for exploring uh, the tube network under London, which actually is illegal to do that. And dangerous. <laughs> so it, it is very dangerous. Yeah. And, and I have to say, I've never done that. And it doesn't, that kind of extreme exploration doesn't particularly appeal to me. Um, because I'm, and I think generally ruins are, as long as you're careful and you, you take sensible precautions, they're generally quite safe places. Yes, though I do note that one of the early uh, proponents of, of this idea in the 70s met his demise in a building because it collapsed on him. So there's a cautionary yeah. tale. But, yeah. um, Paul, it's been really interesting reading up on this. Uh, some of the writers say, look, maybe it's about a fascination with nature. We like to see nature re-encroaching and taking over these structures. What's your view on that? I think that's a really important part of it. And it, and it also links a fascination with ruins right back to the 19th century, even the 18th century, with um, the rise of romanticism. So romanticism is really, uh, ruins become very important for artists and writers and poets um, from the 18th century onwards as a place to really contemplate and think about um, what what I call sort of longer time scales. So things outside of the human, so natural time scales. Uh, and ruins are really, really powerful places to do that, where you can really sense other things living, if you like, to have a different kind of um, lifespan than we do. And we don't normally notice all we want to keep out of our buildings, right? So I think it's, it, it, it can be a really sort of rich place in terms of thinking about those uh, those ideas. And Brett Patman, you talked before about the idea that you can have a kind of sensitive reuse and redevelopment of some of these old places, like Carriage Works in Sydney. Yeah. What's happening to a lot of these abandoned spaces in, in cities? Because space is at such a premium in cities these days. Um, well, I guess I can only really speak for Sydney because that's what I'm familiar with. But 
Uh, it just seems like there's getting less and less of them. I think Paul sort of touched on this before, saying that everything's very clean these days. And um, I, I think the the value sometimes gets missed um, of what the, these spaces actually hold. And I, I guess like with an example in Sydney is White Bay Power Station, which has um, been out of commission for over 30 years. And it's this like really big industrial relic um on like prime waterfront and it's just it it's been up for discussion that there's going to be things happening and there's been plans that haven't come through and i guess like part of my thinking on it is that when they're in this state and they remain in this state the people who want to kind of just clear it out like and put something else in its place the argument is a bit stronger on their behalf when they they just remain dilapidated. So, yeah. That's a tricky one. Paul Dabrastic, what are your thoughts? Should ruins be left as they are or restored or reused? Well, a really good example and actually similar to what, what the, the one that Brett just um, cited in Sydney. So, so I live in the UK and um, so the Battersea Power Station in London may be a building that you know because it was on the front cover of um, Pink Floyd's 1977 album Animals, which is why why it's so well known. But it was abandoned in in the um, in the in the 1970s and was basically a a ruin in a massive ruin in London for 40 plus years. And it's just in the last five years it's been restored and turned into apartments. And the restoration is 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 it's a beautiful job. It's basically kind of restored as it was. So it looks like the power station, but somehow it feels like the building has sort of been frozen, like a a mummy, if you like, (laughs) mummified building. And that feels like it somehow lost its presence as a, as a ruin in the, in the city, which was what it, why it was so important in the city is because people valued it as this kind of um, great, huge ruin in the in, in the city that was very unusual to see in London. And when property gets, you know, when every available property is used, which in the, it's certainly in the case of London, I'm sure it's similar in Sydney, when the land is financialized to such an extent that every plot gets built on, and it's usually apartments, then other meanings are shut down, right? So it becomes a very narrow idea of what you do with land and with property. Yes, indeed. It's such a fascinating subject. Paul Dabraschik, thanks so much for joining us today from the UK. Thank you. Paul's a lecturer at the Bartlett School of Architecture, an architectural researcher, and one of his books is called The Dead City, Urban Ruins and the Spectacle of Decay. Brett Patman, thank you so much for joining us too. Fascinating to hear about your explorations. Thanks a lot, Hilary. Brett's a photographer and the founder of Lost Collective. You can read more about them online. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.